Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We're back from vacation. There's been some new hires. There's been some awards. There's been some stuff we got to discuss. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sounded bad. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Trevor's coming to us from California. And Bug Bug Dude is the producer behind the dish. What happened, David? Did you drop something into your lap? Yeah, just dropped my phone right on to my private parts. Nice. nice. Welcome back. Congrats. Huge. Vacation is over, and we're back in front of the mic, and we have a lot to discuss. But, of course, first, we have to thank those who allow us to do this. And that, this time, Jake, starts with Indigo Montoya. Uh, and I lost my spot immediately. Mark Badia, Moyance, Alex L, Nico Esperanza, Jeff Grau, Gray, maybe? Tyan Alexander, Tim Dower, and Kevin Brummett. My eyes are failing me or my contacts are bad mm. because I have like blurry vision right now. Huge. It's not good. Huge. Did Trev leave? Ten day IL. No, that's just your vision, man. Damn, You're losing it. Ugh. Yeah. How are you doing, Jake? I'm good. I'm good, James. Went on a little vacay, Grand Canyon, Sedona. It's all I talk about now. The vortex there, nature. Looking to get a place out there. Once I get an actual place anywhere else first, but. Uh, good, man. Played some golf with some old guys. That was fun. Uh, saw Cole Tucker at the 311 drive through concert. Friend of the pod. Friend of everyone. He was kind of the king of the concert, and that's obvious. Uh, he was there with Kinger, Flex, whatever. His hair looked guys. great. How'd it look in person? Hair's incredible. Um, took a, took a lot to not touch it, uh, due to COVID and the drugs. Um, and then I saw Tim Melville. In Arizona, also a friend of the pod, just a hilarious human. He just flo- flew back from winning the championship in Taiwan, and the whole story is hilarious. He was so he signs over there, like he got the opportunity. He has to quarantine for fourteen days, um, and he was like locked in his hotel room and like pretty crazy. So like straight off the plane, he got like kidnapped at security <laughs> straight to the plane. And then uh, he joins his team. They were in last place, and they do, like, these two-part seasons. And then in the second p- part of the season, they won the championship. So I was like, are you, like, a hero over there? He's like, I don't know. A couple people like me. He's like, I stand out for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we had a good time. Me, me, him, and Jess walked around Scottsdale for a little bit. So it was pretty nice. So good to be back. Baseball returns to being hot in the streets, Trev. Scottsdale? Yeah. Dale Scott. Dale Scott. Holy smokes. Wow. Nice connection right there. You should move there. Trev, how was your vacay? Too hot for him there. You know, like, I I had a great time. We did a little camping 
trip type thing up in uh, like Santa Barbara area. Uh, but I got to be honest with you, like the whole time I was just like, dude, I wish we were recording and doing talking baseball. And there's a lot of things we got to talk about. I got a lot of thoughts in my mind today. Mm. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to them all. I'm no, hot. I got hot no, you G H. He's got a lot of so, thoughts on his mind. Did you I mean, Trevor Plouffe stuff? He's got a lot of good takes. Nice. Right. Thank you, Ron. Yes. Did you and Cole talk about me? <laughs> Very curious. little. Very little. Mm. Um, I mean, it was honestly, it was kind of like an odd scene. It was a drive. It was a drive up three eleven concert. Um, so I walked up, and I mean, Cole stood out pretty good. Uh, you know, six three with you know a bowl of lettuce trickling down his back. Um, and then yeah, I mean, Kinger's like a normal sized dude, so that was kind of that. But also, oh, we're all wearing masks and we were chilling, and Cole's like, oh yeah, he's. It, this is the other guy from John Boy, and they're like, "Oh, are you John?" And I was like, "No, I'm Boy," and that was a pretty <laughs> good joke. And then, um, good joke. Yeah, we were just chilling, and then the concert started. And when Three Eleven starts ripping, I mean, you're fucking whoa. Amber is the color of your energy. Lead singer still fucks. Whoa. Which one? Isn't there like a, there's a rapper? There's, there's a the rap singer. guy. The lead guy, like Mark lead McGrath, is type a fox. Vibe. He's like he's definitely the lead singer of 311. Like he's in his yeah. 40s, he's still pretty ripped up. He's definitely slamming after the show. The rap guy uh, is losing me uh, in a couple. He's of got songs. some antics on stage. I've seen them yeah, live. He's, having he's fun. very he's like very sweaty by the end of the show. Cole Tucker's favorite band. He's been to like 25 311 shows. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot a, of sense. So it was a good time. Okay. Oh yeah, this dude. He meets. Oh, here we go. Oh. It's cool that you guys have matching sweaters on. Thanks. Yeah, brought yeah. to you by Baseball Lifestyle, Trev. Not yet. Yeah, it's not yet. just was. interesting that interesting that I don't have one. Dad. Yeah. Where's Bill at? Bill needs to step it up. Talk to Bill. He's here today. Bill's here. Do you today. guys want to see what I'm wearing? We got a full office today. What is it? Wow, rad dad. Rad dad. Be rad is rad. That's me. We got a lot of baseball news to talk about. Just so much. Trev's got Trev. so many thoughts, too. You have thoughts. BBD's got a, a bullet point list. We're going to start front office. Then we're going to go on the field. Then we're going to go free agent stuff. Baseball. Hell yeah. Mm. That's all it is. The biggest news of the day, of the week, of the month, of the year, of the decade. In a way. Maybe. Kim Ang hired as the Marlins GM. She first interviewed for a GM job in 2005. So she's been qualified for over 15 years to get the interview. Never got the job. Went to the front office. I don't know how much she's still been applying for GM jobs, but... She gets the job, long overdue. I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't incredibly familiar with her resume as assistant GMs and all that, but I knew her name always came up and, like, probably the first GM. The first GM works in baseball. The first female GM works in baseball already. That was a headline that yeah. was written a lot. And and uh, she gets the job as the Marlins GM. It's fantastic for the Marlins. She has a resume that, if any male had it, um, 
would have been hired in the last 15 years and then maybe fired and then hired again and given another shot and been through the GM washing machine cycle. Cycle. Um, Because she's a female, she didn't get that chance until now, so that's fantastic. I do want to yell at sexist people, but I'm going to hold it back. Uh, Jake, Trev. I'll go to Trev first. Trev. Trev. Is this a name that that you knew in baseball? You never really – you didn't play for the Dodgers, Yankees, and who else was she with? Um, White Sox, I think she she started with. Yeah, she was with them. She's in MLB front offices for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know know her from the Dodgers. Like, that's when I think I first kind of heard the name. And, again, like, you know, I don't think anybody's really versed with a bunch of front office people. Like, yes, you hear the GM's name. Sometimes you'll hear the – Maybe baseball ops. I don't know. It's beginning to become more familiar, but, uh, you know, even five years ago, you couldn't barely name all the GMs in the league. So uh, definitely heard of Kim, but, you know, like you said, Jim, she never, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. And now Derek Jeter, who, you know, look, man, Mm. Jeets has been doing some incredible things over there with the Marlins. He gets them into the playoffs this year. Um, and then he he's like he sees an incredible opportunity in front of him. Someone like you said, who is very has the resume of that's better than any GM that's been hired. Uh, she's worked for the good organizations. I think that's super important. If you see like teams when they go out and get GMs or front office people now, they want them from you know the Rays, the Dodgers, the Yankees. Like those are the organizations that these guys are coming from, or most people are coming from. So. Jeet sees the opportunity, scoops up, you know, maybe one of his best moves that he's made. And now, uh, you know, it's been the story, and I think it's cool that it is the story. And, you know, when I think about what it means to, you know, women across the U.S., like you just saw, like, the amount of support out there, social media, whether it was Twitter, whether it was, you know, even on the news, like that made, that was a national headline uh, when she got hired. So it was a cool thing to see. And I think a lot of people now um, have read her resume and it's like, obviously like she deserved a chance. Yeah. And I, uh, Jimmy won't attack the, the woke haters, but I will a little bit. If you're a 14 year old white boy in the comments, you don't get it. Um, And, it's you, you should try to because it's a really cool thing that's happening for, for females, for um, Asian-Americans, the first Asian-American GM. That's really cool, too. And it's uh, the comparison I used, and, you know, John and BBD have heard me say this three times now, but um, that image of when uh, Kamala Harris next to the other 47 vice presidents or what it, whatever it's been. And 45. Well, whatever. I think people die and shit. I don't know how it works, Trev. Um, but... <laughs> They, uh, people they, definitely die, people die and people definitely shit. <laughs> um, but there's, a, it's like 47 or 48 and they're all white males. And when you see that, like, again, think about when you're young and believing in what you want to do and believing you can do that. And, um, it's great. It's great. It's great. She finally got the opportunity, um, you know, we're we're talking about the timing of it. I think her first interview was the Dodgers in 2005. Ned Coletti got the gig, fired. Um, and then she interviewed around, and then all the young Ivy League guys got sexy. Ooh, put that on the soundboard. 
Uh, but she gets her chance, and she gets she's gonna get a legit chance. I mean, the Marlins are doing good things. Mattingly just wins Manager of the Year. They've got a lot of young talent on there. They got one of the best minor league systems, and that's every interview. You know, they do they do all the the good stuff and congrats and oh, did you see Michelle Obama's tweet? And then they end with like, hey, so what's up? Like, what are you gonna do? And she's like, well, we're gonna build. Like, we're just gonna build. So they've they've. They've got a young base there. They're going to add to that, and uh, should should be excited for it. Whoever you are, let me let me tell you what sucks about it, though. We just praised it for however long. Let me tell you what sucks about this hire. Here we go. You guys ready for this? Yes, love this, Trevor Ploof. She's got to be with Jeets. I mean, mm. she's got to clean up all the mess that that yeah. guy's made. So it's like you know, Turn she could have went to an organization guys. with someone that knew what he was doing or that they knew what they were doing, but now she's got to go clean it up. Kind of feel bad for Kim in that regards, but I think she's up for the task. The uh, the old pick, anytime there's an old pick and new pick, it's kind of cool, but the old pick of Jeets and Kim Ang and then the new one of them on the field, that's pretty cool. Marlon's just she hired a bunch uh, of rings too, right? How many rings she got? She won like three with the Yanks. Three with the Yanks. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, I thought she had more than that, but she might have a couple maybe not. more. She probably got some from. Does the MLB get a ring for every World Series she worked with MLB front office? <laughs> oh, that works. Um, she goes from working with Manfred to Jeets. Oof. That's she was Joe Torre was her immediate boss at MLB. Oh, even worse. So she's just Yankees <laughs> all over. Just hey, Joe Torre. Hey, 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 hey. As my grandpa. You don't talk about Joe like that. That taught me it's okay to cry. Uh, Trev, I have something. We talked about it on Talking Yanks for three minutes. Yeah. And these kids. In three minutes, 20 seconds. Thank you. Sorry. And these three kids in the comments and then all their stupid upvotes like, virtue signaling much? Yeah. It's like, if you can't hear people talk about the first female and breaking the barrier and the gate open for all future females, and you don't understand that it's better now that when you hire GM, you can interview 100% of the population than 50. If you're so insecure about this conversation, Look yourself in the mirror and punch yourself in the face because you're a sexist, <laughs> sad, pathetic piece of shit. So what's the mirror got to do with it? They got to see themselves. you can see yourself. Yes. Okay. Watch yourself get rocked. And also grow up because you probably are 14 years old or you have the brain of a 14-year-old. Could they do like a pond or something, something with a reflection? That's As too, long as they can see they it? They wouldn't even get that. That's okay. too deep and insightful to okay. see your reflection upon Peter Pan style. Trev, I, I, Trev, I like have your book. Maybe here. I have your book here. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. And I want to read you something from the book. Okay. As we always, as we do on the traditional Tuesday episode, we will yeah. be reading from Thomas Paine's A Common Sense. Common Sense. What uh, year was this written? 1776. You know, and, and they needed, what Thomas Paine needed to do is he needed to reach all the idiots. Yeah. What George Washington did is he went town to town Trevor's in colonial daily, America. Trevor's daily battle. And he had the leaders of the army read this book to all the dumb people that couldn't read and write, and it was dumbed down. And listen to what it opens with, Trev. A long habit of not thinking a thing wrong gives it a superficial appearance of being right. Mm. So just because there's never been a female GM doesn't mean it's right. Dummies, I'm over it. I love it. 
And she's from Indianapolis, which I really respect people from Indiana. Indiana, Kyle Gibson. I disagree there. I'm so out on Indiana. Jim's a big coastal elitist. Mark Mark Cuban went to the University of Indiana. Kyle Gibson. Now, Kim, I'm all all about Indiana. Nah. What the fuck is that? By the time she was in elementary school, she was in New York. So Brooklyn. Uh, Queens, 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 Queens. Do I hate Kim now? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they just took, like, the Yankees AAA coach and hired him. Like, it's a very Yankees thing going on over there. Congrats, Kim. She worked under Tory. She worked under Cashman. Now she's working under Jeter. Don Mattingly is the manager. They bring in the AAA manager. Pablo Lopez. Gary Denbo, the development coach. Like, the Marlins or the Yankees? Pablo Lopez to the Yanks. So now I have to hate Kim. Yeah. 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 And I think that'd be good for you. You need to lean into that. 1% 1% that, that hates this. Well, look, I give Jeets hate because he has a disproportionate amount of love. Right. Now, I don't know if the love for Kim is disproportionate. Maybe it's warranted. But if it starts to be unwarranted, let me. I'll be the first one on her case. Perfect. I'll be the first one on her case. That's we'll my let, job is to we'll restore balance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huge. Speaking of people you want to be the first one in their case, Alex Cora returns as Red Sox manager. They also, the JT Watkins, the replay dude that got fired, uh, they hired him back as well. The bad guy. They did this on election night. They just announced it. Which, Trev, I'm going to steal. Play the Ron Darling thing. I like reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. Phenomenal tweet by Trev when you said, if you have to announce your managerial hire, as a uh, what? What's the term like? Um, dump like a news Friday dump, news a dump. Friday election day news dump. If you can't announce it with pride, maybe it's a weird hire or bad hire. I thought that was a really good thing. Like, I, and and I understand the Red Sox hiring him back. The league didn't punish them enough, and they are allowed to do this. So as an organization, their their fans want it. They liked him. Blah blah blah. But you have to announce it with pride. Uh, and not a Friday night news dump if you're the Red Sox. Otherwise, it's just very weird. On that specific Friday. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I could, I mean, look, how long we got? Because I can mm. do Alex Cora hate for a long time. 30 seconds then. Okay. I'll do it quickly. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan of the move. However long As you, you guys know. Yeah. Uh, I love Sam Fold. I was talking to Sam throughout the whole process. He really wanted... The job, he's turned down other managerial interviews. This was one he wanted. He's from that part of the country. Uh, Obviously, he didn't get it, which I think is a huge mistake by the Red Sox. And I think it's a huge mistake by Haim. And from all that I've heard, it was he was pretty much pressured in. This is the thing, though, about Alex. And and people do like him in Red Sox Nation, but that's because he brought him a World Series championship. Well, he has a the he Red had, Sox. He had a very good vibe for the city and the swagger, and like okay, he, like you know, I, you know I, I don't hate really managers. Easy to a lot. Do that. He got under my skin, and Boston loves that. He was like their tough guy. It's really easy to do that when you have the best team in the big leagues. He's taking over a team now that sucks. So what are they gonna do when they're when they're when they're third in the AL East, maybe fourth in the AL East come July? And Alex Cora is sitting there like, well, look, I'm a manager. I can't play. What are they going to do? Is he going to be the savior still? That doesn't make any sense to me. So, honestly, maybe Haim has a little bit of tricks up his sleeve. I think he did want Sam Fold. 
And I think he's like, you know what? Let's have Alex in here. You guys want him so bad. You're pressuring me to take him. Let's have Alex in here. We're going to lose for a few years. Get him out. Bring my boy Sam in. I really think that could happen. Because look, they like Alex because he won. They are not going to win anytime soon. Unless something drastic happens. Well, Trevor. So you, what, what if, I, I, just, I just don't understand. I could, I could keep going on about the cheating. I think we've touched on that enough. It just seems to me like it's a weird thing. The reason they love Alex Cora is because he brought him a World Series championship in 2018. They're not going to be good. So, like, you, are they going to love them when they're bad? Doesn't seem like that's something that the city of Boston does. They don't love people when they're bad at sports. Well, it's just the bottom line. They can look at this year and they can pivot from this year so easily. Uh, Renke was basically a zombie. John was on that early. Um, they get Cora back and it's swagger, Trev. And you know what's better than swagger? How about Chris Sale and Erod coming back? How about if they make some moves in free agency? That Boston team can come back pretty easily. They were using last year to get under the salary cap. So let's and see what, what and compete with the Yankees and the and the Rays and the Blue Jays. No, they can't. Let's see what they do in free agency. I mean, you were against the Baby Birds last year. I think if the Red Sox make a couple strategic moves, they can be right back in wild card contention very easily. Um, and then you know, Coral be all hot hot in the streets again. Um, so, I, I don't know. I get it. Kind of what Jimmy said. I mean, that that city and that team really loved Cora, and that's that's kind of a manager's job nowadays. I mean, a lot of the decisions are predetermined. So, if they like that guy and they rally behind that guy, yeah, go get him. And I, the only thing that gets me mad is is the semantics of it. If, if you're suspended, you should be suspended like a player is. I mean, you know, he was fired, and essentially he was suspended for a year, and then he's rehired, and they do it on draft night like we're talking about. Like, how come he couldn't just actually be suspended for a year and have Ranky the Bechko step up? Like, I, I don't know. There's almost – there's – Less tarnish to it. I, I don't know the the way to phrase it in my head. It's semantical either way. Um, well, it just looks so stupid that the Red Sox fired him. Yeah, well, I don't. Okay, he's going to serve his suspension. Renicky is going to be the manager while he's serving his suspension. It would have got a lot of backlash, but it just proves the point that the firing of Cora and Hinch was a handshake deal with Robbie Manfred before any of it happened. Rob said, I will suspend them through the World Series. They said, we will fire them afterwards. Handshake agreement, blah, blah, blah. Red Sox obviously were just appeasing Manfred because they knew they, he was going to be back next year. So why did they fire him? It's, it doesn't matter. It's just like, it's just, it just more proof in my pudding. Oh, my God. That that was a back-end handshake deal. We're not actually investigating this guy's. This is what we're going to do. We don't want to waste our time. You agree to fire them as soon as we do it. And whatever. That, that's that been known. I mean, Lunau's going on uh, the podcast, and, and he's suing because he says this is what happened. It was an agreement. There was no vet investigation. If you've been listening to me for a year. There was no investigation. There was zero investigation. It was my video, the Athletics article, and I should say that in the reverse order. And then, and then MLB opening up their complaint file for the last three years, and all the ones they swept under the, under the the cushion. Like they're like, oh, okay, investigation over. They were cheating, and then they they went so quick to just how can we fix this immediately? Okay, players get immunity, so we, so we don't do anything else. 
I'll suspend them through the World Series. You guys fire them. Hush, hush, hush. That's, I mean, it's just more proof. Because why would the Red Sox? You're getting agree me to that? so hot right now. Mm. I'm getting angry. Like just like thinking about all that's transpired since 2017, and you know, with Cora, we can get to Hinch later. I got a lot of shit to say about mm. Hinch too. And Larusa and all that stuff. It's been a horrible, horrible offseason for managerial hires, in my opinion. But Cora, 2000, whatever, how long he was there in Houston, ends in 2017. Clearly, there's a huge scandal there that he was essentially, you know, one of the top dogs in that scandal. He was one of the masterminds, if you will. Okay, you know what? You messed up. You did something wrong. But then you become the manager of the Red Sox, and all of a sudden they also get in trouble in 2018, you know, with a different type of cheating. Uh, so they get reprimanded for that. So this is two strikes against this guy now. This isn't just one. And now he comes back when he is uh, being interviewed about being the manager again of the Red Sox after getting fired and suspended for a year. Now he's the manager again. And he's like, you know what? This is something I have to live with. It's part of my part of my past and I'm, I'm never it's never gonna happen again how do we know dude it's happened twice already it didn't happen once i'm all about second chances you got a second chance you blew it yeah. it's third chance for him why why does alex cora get three chances and scott well you got a ring both both those guys you mentioned you're just mad at well hell even la Russa too they got they blessed. didn't get a ring they didn't get a ring dude they like, do they Trev. Do anything. I mean, you know I'm, I'm not gonna ask you to sit here and rip on you know your old managers but a manager's involved and they they got rings and that's why they got rehired and i think the biggest they got rings the astros got a ring because they fucking cheated dude yeah what? who implemented that yeah and the uh, and the I mean the biggest loser Scott just mentioned him in the chat has to be Beltron. Beltron's got to be like, what the hell, man? No, Beltron's <laughs> I, like counting I, his money. He's like, I'm out of here. I don't want any part of this mess. I couldn't even believe he took a job in, to begin with. Well, and that just shows how much of a baseball sicko he is. Because Beltran's what made probably a buck fifty mil playing baseball, and he still wants to go through a hundred sixty-two game grind with the New York Mets. I mean, that guy's a sick puppy. I mean, just watch uh, that one Instagram video. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm. It, I'm. It, it fires me up to talk about both Cora and Hinge. I don't believe. I like. I look at these guys. I don't think they bring so much surplus. Um, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. They don't bring anything that somebody good. else wouldn't bring. Two hundred twenty-two like million for Beltran. That's a lot of money in his bank account. And people are saying, oh, the players liked him, Devers liked him, Bogarts likes him. Like, well, that's that's the manager's job. It's all about about keeping the stars happy. That's why they kept Gardner around for you. You think Devers and Bogarts only like one person? There's other people they like, guys. We could could find other people they like. Hey, he, the city of Boston loves him. I mean, if you're going to put out a loser, make the fan base happy. Well, I don't care. I mean, it's more an MLB than Red Sox. MLB allowed the Red Sox to do this. Nobody so. got punished for the Astros. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, managers that mm. people kind of don't like right now, Tony La Russa yeah. uh, comes out that he got DUI. That So it's very interesting because, like, technically he got a DUI the day before he got hired and the White Sox knew about it, but he got pulled over. Um, like a month, month or two months earlier, he was suspected of driving drunk and they didn't fucking hit him with the DUI until the day before the hiring. So the White Sox didn't know he got charged with the DUI. They knew that he 
got pulled over in a suspected DUI check, and for all they knew, it was nothing because nothing came from it. I've never heard of a four-month delayed DUI charge. But I don't know. Well, he already, but he already had one pr- a prior. Also, this is so. Yeah, but like- a while ago. But whatever. It, that that's just weird. It just seems like. If anything, I'm calling bullshit on the DUI press chargers who are like, wait, he's about to get hired. Let's slam him with that DUI we've been sitting on for four months. That's fishy. Also, the White Sox, hey, them being like, we knew about it. I actually, like, I love the Reinsdorf-ness of it. Like, don't care. Yeah. That's the guy that's managing my team. Yeah. Do you think I care? You think? I was in the car with him. I, I I gave him the wine. Uh, yeah, no kidding. If, if you think it, this guy has waited 30 years to hire Tony LaRussa in the ultimate old white men trying to run the world situation, you think he has a good uh, baseball. If you guy think if you was. think a little gentleman's Dewey is gonna knock hey, him easy, out, easy, easy on the white guys, man. We're no, I'm bad. I'm being tough, man. Jeez. I'm uh, I, at least I'm short. Um, I like white guys. Do you see my ring? I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. Little Hulk Hogan at the end. So, yeah, I'm cool now, which is I, All right, so maybe I'm on the wrong side of this whole story. I understand it's DUIs are terrible. Don't drink and drive. Please. This hire is terrible, but I like them sticking to their guns on it. Like, well, I mean, this is the guy I want, blah, blah. If I'm getting pulled over, yeah. I'll drop anything I need to drop. I mm. hate shaming people for trying to get out of tickets. You just, you try to get out of tickets, guys. If you're a ba- Hall of Fame baseball person, you fucking let them know. You like baseball? I'm a baseball Hall of Fame person. If you get pulled over, be respectful, courteous, and say anything you think. You think he's going to be a Bruce Springsteen fan? Tell him you like Bruce Springsteen. You know, if you see that he's got like a SMH. decal on his on his shirt that says, you know, his his daughter just did something in chorus, be like, oh, my daughter's in chorus too. Get out of tickets. Not DUIs. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, I'm off that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have been thrown in the back of a cop car before, and never once did I say, "Hey, I'm a I'm a baseball player." Well, you should have. Uh, DUI that. and speeding tickets different. You guys are right there because yeah. he didn't drive away. But he wasn't even. They let was, him drive away. Yeah. The whole thing's the weird. whole thing's shitty. Yeah. From the original it's, hire. It's the op. It's the opposite of the Red Sox situation. Um, it's, I mean, the same because I think it's a bad hire, but I don't think anybody on the White Sox team is like, oh, sweet, we got Tony La Russa. Maybe. Like, in fact, I'm pretty sure they're like, what? <laughs> who, who, who's our manager right now? Why? Like, we, you fired Rick Renneria, who was up for manager of the year. Okay. Like, you want to bring someone different in, better, younger, I whatever need- it is? Oh, no, it's Tony La Russa? What? Yeah, it's, it's a bad hire. It's a bad hire. It's a bad hire. It's been Indeed. three. Three bad hires. No, it cures everything, people. Winning and baseball lifestyle. It's funny. That, yeah, okay. We'll go to bed yeah. the ad. But it is funny that Larissa's like, wait, what? That was in February. Yeah. <laughs> is it legal? Who cares? <laughs> Charging me for You guys let me drive away. Like, you can't let him drive away and then hit him. It's all weird. Yeah. It's all weird. Baseball lifestyle, guys. Jake and I are rocking baseball right lifestyle windbreakers right now. Actually called the ghost windbreaker. I love Flex. it. I'm a big fan of it. Baseball Flex. lifestyle 101 is the fastest growing brand in baseball. We met these guys at the Easton event last. The Joshes. The two Joshes last November, New York guys. 
They were awesome. We've been trying to find a, a way to work with them for a while now. You can find them at bl101.com. They got best-selling items like the Buzz the Tower hat, mm. which is like a hat with baseball laces on it. Kind of cool. Ghost Windbreaker, the ones Jake and I are wearing right now, you can wear on and off the field. They got a lot of jewelry you can wear on and off the field. You can always rep the game while wearing clean, high-quality designs. Check out Baseball Lifestyle at bl101.com this holiday season and give the gift of baseball. 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 Baseball! It's more than a game. Bang. It's a lifestyle. Bang. They got a lot of cool stuff, so head over to Baseball Lifestyle 101. BL 101. .com. Hey, yeah. guys, uh, I'm also a host of this show, so okay. Baseball Lifestyle, if you want to send a little package out my way. It's here waiting for you. Yeah, it's here. It's at the office, so yeah. next time you're coming I'll, come, I'll come out. I'll come out. And waiting. Couch pulls out, a strong you know. possibility that happens. I, I, I would love to. Well, we actually need to. We, that's, uh, can you make a note that I need to tell Trev that we make need a to note. see each other before a certain date? Good meaning to tell you that. Wow. So we're going to see each other, Trev. I'll give you my I'll give you my thing. Moving on to all the awards. 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 Yay. Bauer and Bieber, Cy Young winners. No surprises there, right? No. If anyone has any takes, you shout them out because I have zero. I uh, think I think the only deep deep take was that the Central's hitting did low key suck this year, and both these guys were in the Central, so I think there was an argument there, but. Counter argument is well, they suck because they're better pitchers. Both both these guys dropped dick until Bieber saw the Yankees. Both these guys dropped major dick. They deserved it. Abreu and Freeman again. Those were the favorites that we thought, right? Yeah. Trev, I want to give you a little love. Do you mind? Please. Trev, you said it on one of the episodes this year. I think it was regular season. I think it was when the White Sox were rolling, and you casually kind of said that Jose Abreu is a guy that's. Always one of the best players on the field And it's kind of funny because if you think best players in baseball You don't normally jump to Jose Abreu You think of the Trouts and, you know, the Harpers, the Sotos The guys that can go nuts and really light it up And Abreu doesn't have a ton of those years He's just got a bunch of really good years Kind of the traditional, like, 30 homers, 100 ribbies Like, he's just a mashing first baseman He puts it it together in this giant season And I I really liked what you said because if you think about it Anytime there's a baseball game, Jose Abreu is one of the best players on the field, and in this shortened season, he throws it together. And you you played some ball against him, Trev. Sorry, I was looking something up. Yes, Jose Abreu is he's a masher, dude. And he's always been able to hit, and he puts up good at-bats. And when I think of Mike Trout, it's exactly kind of what I think about. Like, I don't – the reason Mike Trout – is who he is is he just like never has a bad month you know like he's always very consistent like he's gonna have six homers a month six seven homers a month he's gonna hit 315 to whatever he just like continue he just piles up the stats piles up the stats and he's just like before you know it you're like this guy he's got 35 and 110 with 30 steals it's like holy crap like that's an amazing season that's the way i look at mike trout and jose Abreu is similar to mike um in that regard like he just hits man he hits and he hits and he hits and then this year he figured something out with his defense and was really good at first base too so he put it all together this year and, and just watching like all of his 
interviews and and um, all the things he said after he won, like you know about perseverance and talking about his mom. Like it was really cool to see. Like he's he's one of the good guys in baseball. And this year, he not only did he get better defensively, but he like got this whole like swag thing going, man. Like with like the beard, the chain. I think some of the his teammates must have influenced him because that wasn't always what he was about. But he put it all together this year. It was really cool to see. He's been a guy, like I said, he's been, he's just been one of those outs. Like he's up to bat. You know, he's not going to just going to give away in a bat. He's one of those guys you want up there with the game on the line. And that's, you can't say that about everybody. Like he doesn't get rattled at the plate. So I'm happy for him. Freddie also getting some good love. He wins. Yes. Mansplain pod. Check them out. Mansplain baseball elsewhere. I do have something to say. I'm looking for this tweet now. And, you know, we said, oh, yeah, Bauer ran away with it. There's a guy I follow on Twitter that said that Bauer, that DeGrom was much more dominant than Bauer. And I'm going to find it. You guys can, you know, keep doing your thing until I find it. Trev, while you're looking for that, I do have, I had to taste you a little more. Ooh, gross. There's something you have in common with Jose Abreu. It's going to make you feel pretty good. Both rad dads. Great facial hair. You both led the league and grounded into double plays. He happened to do it in an MVP year, so wow. I'm not saying you could have won MVP, yeah. but you had one of wow. the right there, right there. Damn. Yeah, we like we're slow guys with the ball hard. Okay, that's what happens yep. sometimes. Yeah. Very similar. Same minus the latter. Kyle Lewis and I Kevin. Do. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Kyle William. Kyle Lewis and Devin Williams both win Rookie of the Year. Devin Williams a reliever. Both um, black guys. So that's cool. Yeah. First time at first time since 1980 something. I think or seventy something. Uh, I think it was it's Doc. The Gooden. first time it's ever been both leagues. Yeah, it's Doc Gooden. I think and first I time. I think it's first time since Doc Gooden that. Anyway, I don't. I don't remember. Kyle well, uh, 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 judges have. Yeah, but it's both. Right, right, right. Both right. Yeah. Um, for a sport that desperately needs to grow into other fan bases and other cultures, and and especially it's it's the the percentage of black players has dwindled since the since the 80s really i mean we, we did a lot of research on this at one point because we were going to do something I don't, I don't know if it's still in the works dwindled it was like up to 15 percent down to like three um that's good young guys coming in being dominant Devin williams change up is crazy and then kevin cash and don Mattingly win manager of the year no one got like robbed right there's is anyone out there arguing like legit, not not sure. for a guy on their own. Trevor team. is, I'm sure. I have I have my tweet up. Okay, yeah. and like I don't know. I honestly, this there's probably some stats here that I won't understand. But this guy's name is Alex Chamberlain. He's Shout a out. stat guy. Okay. Um. So he says, I think what's interesting, in addition to extremely valid criticism, folks like that have articulated, is Bauer wasn't even that good. Mm. Like we spend all this time making advanced metrics only to fall over ourselves when a guy has a 173 in 11 starts. He had a 215 batting average balls in play, a 90.9 strand rate, a 36% strikeout rate despite a paltry 12.8% swinging strike rate. DeGrom was objectively so much more dominant absent the role of random variants. So I kind of, I love I love like you know we do we're we're very analytically driven in baseball now it definitely 
every team is going that way. And here, by basically what he's saying is, look, small sample size. Yes, he had a one seven three and, and eleven starts. Usually, we throw that out the window. You're supposed to have thirty starts in a year. Uh, and he said, you know, look, the strand rate was high. The batting average uh, of balls in play was low. And so he's basically saying he thinks we kind of got a little lucky with his numbers. Habit when you're doing Cy Young is a results based word. Award, not projecting what should have happened. Yeah. Babib holds I no bearing. I, I think pitchers would disagree. Alex, I think pitchers no, would disagree I mean, because they like compare, to look at that. They, if you're going to compare who to sign next year or who projects better for the future, give me all you're expected. It's a result-based award. What matters in baseball? Innings pitched and runs allowed and helping your team win. So get anything that's not a result of helping your team when you're on the mound out of my face. And the way that guy opened that argument with like using the word objectively when it's clearly a debate and, and saying he was way worse, just that, I mean, I don't know who you're talking about, so I feel bad shit talking about him, but what an annoying tweet. And I, I mean, Nate in the chat said it best. I mean, who had the better Kuiper? You know, yeah. I think <laughs> that's, that's what that we really need to be measuring. So. No, Jim, don't get so mad at me. I'm reading a tweet. And well, I'm I kind mad of, at the tweet. Like, I, I dig it because we do, you know, we try. The Kuiper's pretty people close. People are trying dude. to take out yeah. the variance, and they're just saying, like, especially pitchers, you ask them, what stat do they like? They like FIP. They like fielding independent pitching. Okay, when you have these things, like the batting average balls in place should be, you know, around whatever it is, uh, 280 league average or something like that. So he, it was clearly lower. So that means he got lucky or help from his defense. He had the 90.9 strand rate, which I don't really know if that's him, if it's if there's some sort of luck involved in that. And it's 11 starts. So I just I, I agree. Like there's some things out there. Like, yes, I when when I watched Bauer pitch this year, he was fucking dominant, bro. He made Jose Ubreu, the AL MVP, swing at a pitch that went 40 feet. Like he was doing something, which we're gonna talk about next talking baseball. But I think it's okay to look at these things. One five, you know, we're, one five we're, nine. we're going that way in, in baseball. It's it's okay to have the conversation. I mean, I I kind of I lean with Timbo there. I mean, you at a certain point, the results have to matter. So yeah, one fifty nine you know, to one hundred. Kuiper Bauer wins. Damn. Um. You know, <laughs> would I guess you know with Alex Chamberlain stuff? Yeah, I'd rather have Degrom next year. Huge. Same, um, and that's not. But that's not yeah. what Cy Young is. It's but a, it's a result. I don't know Degrom's Bauer. ERA. Bauer you can't, you can't, you can't tell ERA. By the way, everyone hates ERA until all of a sudden we use it for uh, the, the best pitcher in the league award. ERA and batting average, the two that kind of get lumped together nowadays, they need to be appreciated for what they are. There is a value for being a contact hitter, but it's different when we know OPS. You know, a, a three hundred hitter. With a 670 OPS isn't as valuable as a 250 hitter with a 950 OPS. And we come to learn these things, but there's still value in not allowing earned runs. If there's a little bit of luck, if there's a little bit of luck, good. That's baseball, Trevor. You know it. I'm sure you've, you know, should your broken hat, broken bat singles be taken out of your records books because you didn't mean to do that? What if his strand rate is a lot of like strikeouts? That's a very good skill to have. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm some. Just, I'm gonna do some Jimmy Olytics here right now. Right? Do some Jimmy Olytics, okay? Because I'm not saying Bauer shouldn't. I'm not saying Bauer shouldn't have won. Like, like he, I said, whenever I saw Bauer him pitch, started he was one less. Dominant. Bauer started one less game and had five more innings than Degrom. That's pretty good. You know, Bauer. Where am I? Who's okay. on the left here? Bauer's on the left. 
Bauer had 10 out of 11 starts. He completed the sixth inning. DeGrom is 8 out of 12. So, like, on a day-to-day basis, who gave you a longer, better game? That could be anything. That's manager's decision right there, dude. Like, he, I'm sure Yeah, well, DeGrom you know what? He also had, like, more. he also had uh, some double headers in here where he only could go seven innings, so it could even have been more. I agree with you there. Look, I'm not saying Bauer shouldn't have won. I'm just saying, like, it's funny to read some people and the way they interpret stats. That guy's a Bauer hater. I, I mean, the way he wrote that tweet, he does not like Trevor Bauer, and he... To, Maybe to use the words he uses obnoxious. I didn't read you the tweet, the first one, because that's gonna, that's for the next episode. So, congrats to Kyle Lewis and Devin Williams. Yes, I love Kyle Lewis. Loved watching him play. I didn't really watch Devin Williams a lot. Bauer, I saw his stuff on Pitching Ninja, but Kyle Lewis. Bauer allowed awesome one. Bauer allowed one earned run or less eight times. Degrom allowed one earned run or less six times. So, you got real analytics. You got. Results and you got Jimmy Lytics, and they all say Bauer was better because he was. I don't know. Ben, Ben Filippi in the chat, top five XFIP 2020. Don't give me Darvish, Castillo, then Bauer. Don't give me X when we're doing a results based. Let's vote for the Silver Slugger based on um, uh, Babib. How about that? Well, it's not Babib's not what they're talking about. I mean, that's totally different. It's expected. It's fielding independent pitching. Yes, but it really X, shows how X, dominant a pitcher X, is. X, 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 FIP, not FIP. Okay. FIP's fine. Same thing. That just shows you, that just takes the luck out. It's not always luck. Well, it could, be, yeah, it could be defensive help. Awards are not it's based a, on expected numbers. What it, it will be because we're moving that It's my way. biggest gripe with the analytics community. They disregard results because they can only think about expected results. When results still matter. The game is still based on results. If I make seven errors, but win, I don't know where that was going. There's something yeah. there. Yeah, well. Okay. Hey, well, I there's look, not I, like, I, hey, I well, they actually played up, worse. I love it. I'm just, yeah. just, I'm just relaying information. Devin I thought Williams, it was interesting. Devin Williams, I think he was the first site or rookie of the year to not have a save or a start. <laughs> so there's some that's there, cool. There's some future of baseball stuff. And we mentioned Kyle Lewis, uh, young stud up in Seattle. That guy needs more pub. We all got lost in the Luis Robert show, and then he ended up blowing him out of the water. That feels like if that rookie of the year vote happened. 15 years ago, it probably goes to Robert because he was Chicago and he was the name. And that's where analytics and good stuff and people paying attention worked out because Kyle Lewis deserved it. Yes. Bang. Bang. All right. Before we transition to some of the offseason moves and happenings, I got to tell you about a little show called Sequence with Trevor Plouffe. Wow. You can find full episodes on any podcast app or the Sequence YouTube channel, and you can find clips on the John Boy Media and John, and John Boy Media YouTube and Facebook. Trevor, our very own Trevor Ploof, sits down with a guest, or it's solo. He's had Chris Archer. He's had Giolito recap his no-hitter. Justin Morneau, Sergio Romo, Phil Hughes, Dallas Braden, tons of guests. Trev, what's the schedule moving forward? Do we have it? Do we know it right now? I think that's something that we got to talk about. I well, got guys lined up. Check out the um, back catalog. Um, su- subscribe to the YouTube. Like, subscribe to the podcast app. See what you do. I really like the Justin Turner 
bounce pass throws. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, you know, I've we kind of went all over the place with sequence this year, trying to find out what we want to do with it. So I think we'll have some internal discussions. And basically, it's like, I need some help from the chat. What do you want to see? All that mm. stuff, because that's what really matters. I Chad could do Pinder. what I want to do, and, and I will do that. But also, I'd like to take some some notes from uh, the people who watch the show. Yeah. So go check it out, and then send Trevor Thanks. notes. Thanks for that. I didn't know that was coming. Chad Pinder. Drew Smiley signed with the Ooh. Braves. One year, $11 million. They could have had Brad Hand for one year and $10 million. Uh, very... Like everyone was kind of shocked by this, uh, and yeah, Robbie Ray, think? Robbie Ray signed with the Jays for one year, eight million. Is that right? Yep. Which it bodes well for the free agent market. Yeah, but then Ish. Stroman opting in bodes bad for it. Um, depends on what tier you are. The the yeah. Smiley ones f- bizarre. Bizarre. Four starts last year, Jim. After posting a. Over six ERA in 2019. I mean, good Four job good by starts. Drew Smiley and his agent. Who's his agent? I don't know. Well, another one we'll get to in our next uh, show. Yeah, and the, the the other so a couple things here with Drew Smiley and Brad Hand. If if we're gonna start the comparison there, uh, Drew Smiley can start, and he did a little bit this year. Um, and I think the Braves. Uh, will either use him in a swing role or have him in their starting rotation so he can add a little versatility that Brad Hand does not. Uh, Brad Hand has a lot better and a healthier career. Smiley's been hurt and he's back, but all of his numbers ticked up incredible this year. I don't know if it's the if we want to call it the Aaron Loop effect or if we'll talk about it in future episodes of Talking Baseball, wink, wink. Um, but a lot of his numbers lined up with some of the best pitchers in the league, and it's all those, <laughs> all those numbers we didn't get excited about a minute ago. Uh, you know, some of the xFIPs and blah blah blah, and the strikeouts and everything. Drew Smiley was kind of gross this year, so the Braves are taking a chance. And hey, we saw them do this last year. Uh, we saw the Braves make moves early in free agency, and we questioned some of them. I know Travis Darno. We were kind of like, I don't, I don't know. You you didn't want to wait out the market. On Travis D, no, you just went out and got your guy. And, hey, I, I kind of like it. I think Anthopopoulos, Antho- how do you say his name? <laughs> Alex Anthopoulos. Um, I, I think he's making it kind of his signature move. Like, he's going to go out in free agency and do his thing, and I don't think he's going to do the song and dance. He's going to pay his guys what he thinks there's they are worth. Uh, I just would have expected more of a Michael Waka-esque deal that they gave the Mets. Like, hey, we're going to give you $4 million up front, but you can get to eight with all these benchmarks of game started and innings pitched and performance bonuses. Sure. Um, but what if what if they ended up getting into a Drew Smiley bidding war and then it turns into two years, two years 20 or, or whatever it is? They saw their guy. This is the guy they wanted. They went out and they got him confidently. The number seems a little scary, but also the Braves don't give a damn. It's a one-year contract. Drew, love, yeah. If Drew Smiley shoves, perfect. If not, gonna bring he gone. In, they're going to bring in Charlie Morton, and then they're going to compare Pine Tar. Ooh, this might hurt your Charlie Morton theory. Helps. Helps? Okay. Yeah. They're all in This is uh, the one-year deal thing, I think, is the key here. You know, the $11 million is more than I would have projected a guy like Drew Smiley to get, but I think, like you're saying, Jim, one year, nobody cares about a one-year deal. I think we're going to see a lot of those this year. Uh, talking to a few guys, pitchers that are free agents, you know, kind of like asking them if they've 
fielded calls yet. You know, I think a lot of them are expecting one years are going to be there two threes, you know, we'll see. Um, but definitely, I mean, Drew Smiley turned four starts into 11 million bucks, which is, you know, good for him. Good for his agent. Yeah. And on, on the other end of that, Robbie Ray, another lefty starting pitcher, he gets one year eight, which, Hey, again, with all of our fear coming into this free agency and team screaming COVID and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Robbie Ray was nothing short of horrible last year. Um, it, a guy who has a couple good years in the book, but of late he has not been good. Last year in his 12 games, he had a 6.62 ERA. Uh, and I think his uh, FIP might have been even worse than that. Let's see. Don't say FIP right now. Oh, FIP is no, great FIP I'll projected fit. stats. I love them when you need them. I'll fit when I'm projecting what we think Robbie's going to do next year and how he bodes for the future. That's I, what it is. I FIP so he hard. Was the X stats FIP was like not projecting front office decisions not to like give awards. He had a 6-5 FIP if you're into that, and he had a 1-8-9 whip, baby. Let him on, Robbie yeah. Ray. So he goes, he gets traded to the Blue Jays. He's a little better there. I mean, he had a 4-7-9 ERA. A five three two FIP, um, but I think there was some connections there. I forget if it was the bullpen coach or something like that. And hey, the fact they wanted to bring him back, we said that the Blue Jays were going to be looking for pitching. Good for Robbie Ray. I mean, he was probably sitting there, you know, had to be kicking himself a little bit. This guy had been in every trade rumor for three years. Um, if he had continued on his 2017, 18, 19 pace, he was going to get a big old payday. He falls off, he hits free agency, so we'll get the one year, and hey, Robbie Ray, figure it out for a year, and you can still get that big MLB payday uh, if they ever play baseball after 2021. I uh, have a little birdie tell me something. Here we go. little tidbit. Don't play the song. We don't need the song. (laughs) Don't need okay. a song. That's a hard disagree, but okay. That's <laughs> too long. We need a, a shorter <laughs> song. I heard. Yes. Speaking of the the Jays. Yes. And I did make this my, uh, one of my free agent predictions after I heard this little tidbit. I heard the Jays are going to be going very hard after George Springer. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. I think he's gonna have a lot of suitors, and the White Sox are gonna go after him. But I have heard the Blue Jays are aggressively courting. Did you know right now the Blue Jays are the Vegas favorites to go get Lindor? Really? Yeah. I just tweeted a take on our next topic. Take. Take alert. You ready for it? Maybe. Can you drop the passing noise? The chat wanted us. Passing. Theo stepped down as Red Sox or uh, Cubs GM, right? And Red Sox GM. Planned. I just got a scoop. It's planned. Planned. Theo doesn't stay somewhere for more than 10 years. Came to the Red Sox in 01, left in 11. Came to the Cubs in 11, left in 21. He also only ends droughts. That's his thing. He's the MLB drought. Mm. Just comes with his big old hose. Mike Chernoff. They trade Lindor. They get some prospects. Chernoff, you're out. Theo, biggest drought in baseball. Indians, come on. Save the day. Central... Interesting. We're, we're back in Central United States. You want to live in Cleveland? Though? Oh, he won't live there. Uh, Zoom. Okay. You know, everything's remote. You don't live Zoom. in the Bronx. <laughs> That's why you don't have a nice sweater. Wow. I like that. I like that. He's like uh, kind of like how uh, 
Leonardo DiCaprio, like once the girls get 25 years old, out. Yeah. Theo, once he stays in an organization for 10 years, out. He Theo runs his course. and Leo. Wow, look at that. Got to be something there. Numbers. Yeah. The, the Cubs, man, they're going to be an interesting team to watch the next two years or so. How the hell are they no, going to? No, they're not. No, they're not. They're going to be a horrible they're team to watch. They're transactions, Trev. Eat a bug about it. Stay with it. it. They're transactions. I'm, I'm out. I'm out on it. Where's Chris Bryant? Where's Javi Baez? Contreras. Contreras. Yeah. Who it's not going to be two years. They're going to get rid of all those guys this year. Well, that's going to be exciting, Trevor. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Sorry. Oh, or depressing, depending on how you yeah. look about uh, For one it. team. Los Cubs. What's funny to me, you know, if you really think about it, like the Cubs were a horrible franchise for so long, and now I, I kind of have them on a pedestal as like one of the better franchises in baseball. It's really just Isn't that the, funny? But they only won one, they won one championship, and they had all these guys, never did it again, and now they're going to get rid of them. So I think they're back to being just like, the worst. Oh, interesting. And guess what, Wrigley? Uh-oh. Ten years of Theo. R- Wrigley's awesome. I don't care. I'm not. If, I don't care if you don't have enough room to get your morning stretches and workout in. No one cares about the players' it's pretty, lives, it's Trev. brutal. The fan experience is fantastic. I've never been there as a fan, but I've only been there once as a player, too. So I'm not going to talk shit about Wrigley. I, I enjoy nostalgia, and I, I think it there's a place for a rugby field in baseball, but the Cubs back to being just a horrible organization. Theo, get out of there. Mm. Well, he is. Out of there. He is. He is. He stepped out. He's going to the Indians after they trade Lindor. He might call the Indians owner. What's his name? Uh, yeah. Can you strike that from the record, BBD? No. Just bleep out what I said. That was no. really bad. I don't. Uh, Cause I don't know who he is. It wasn't an insult. It was just a Paul Dolan. What is his name? Paul Dolan. So he might call Paul Dolan and be like, Dolan. Oh, he owns he owns them too. He owns the Cavs. Might he might call him up. He might call up Dolan and he might say, "Don't let turn off trade Lindor." Oh, sign him because I'm coming. Mm. Yeah, I'll get you the better wow. deal. I'm coming. Their owner doesn't care. Who are you? Yeah, I own a baseball team. <laughs> Does it make money? No, fuck. Interesting. That's everything we got. Interesting. A lot of takes. It's the whole show. So many hot takes. If I was negative in this episode, I apologize. I usually want to be positive, Trev. The camera just sometimes I gotta spit some truth at people. What were you negative about? I was pretty. Uh, pretty I was pretty anti-sexism. Yeah. Came out hard. Cora. I was negative. Hinch. Larusa. Bauer. Oh, wow. oh, that wasn't negative. I was reading somebody else's tweets about Bauer. I think he should have won the Cy Young. Oh, now you're like President Trump. It's just a retweet. That's just a retweet. Guys. I didn't retweet. <laughs> I read the tweet. Guys. <laughs> Trevor, one word answer. One word answer. Is Tory Hunter a Hall of Famer? No. I, I don't have a one word answer. You have to look at the stats. Okay. In my mind, yes. In my mind, yes. But I don't know. He's an intriguing argument. A lot of gold gloves. Got some homers. Again, him on sequence? The rest of his stats. Played yeah. a long time. He's a compiler. <laughs> Let me look That's at his stats right now. Let me look at the stats. Francesa only fans. Mm-hmm. Mike Francesa would take. He'll be coming on sequence. Add. Nice. 
Mike Francesa would take Hall of Fame questions on Mike and the Mad Dog a lot. 50.7 career war, 793 OPS as a center fielder with how many gold gloves? Nine? Two silver sluggers, five all-star teams, 353 home runs. He's a Hall of Famer. Okay. I'll taste other dudes. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. The compiler. I like twenty four hundred hits. I mean, you gotta be very good to be able to compile. Exactly. Stop penalizing compilers, cheater. All right, he was a blast to play with, man. Fuck. That's the show. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us for a bit. We'll be back on Thursday. We got an interview. We got a topic that Trev is hot on. Mm. Very exciting. So hot. Hot Trev. Hot in the streets. Hot. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this. Goodbye. Farewell. Love you the same. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.